0: Hi everyone, welcome back to this advanced English conversation between Greg and MD. Nice to see you all here today. So we're talking about five soft skills and we're going to look at three things within these five soft skills. So the first one is how do you get these skills, how do you practice these skills, and how does somebody with these skills act or behave? All right.
1: That's great. Um, Maybe quickly before we even jump in, what are soft skills?
0: That's a really good question. (laughs) So you can think of it as a contrast to hard skills. So the hard skills are science, math, technology, coding, And the soft skills are just as important and sometimes even more important. You can think of it as communication, um, you know, well, we're going to go over five different ones today, but communication, empathy, reading people, emotional intelligence.
1: Yeah. They seem to be more abstract, right? Yeah. Uh, Not as easy to just directly teach Um, and they're not black and white, right? With, With science... Uh, you often have proven facts. This is just the way something is. With a soft skill, there's often a lot of gray area and room for interpretation. It's subjective.
0: Yes, and always context-dependent, too.
1: Great. All
0: right. So the first one, the first soft skill, is empathy. So you can think of empathy as the ability to feel what another person is feeling, right? Being able to understand their point of view or their perspective or their, you know, their feelings.
1: Yeah, I I always think of empathy as the ability to step into someone else's shoes, right? Which is a nice phrase. It's not literally you're using their shoes, but uh, you take a, you spend a few moments seeing things from their perspective. Uh, So empathy is about um, being able to uh, relate uh, to how someone else is feeling or thinking.
0: Right, so now the question is how do you get this skill, this skill of empathy? Well, you can put somewhat yourself in another person's shoes. You can try to understand what they're feeling and ask them to, and help them label the emotion, right? You can understand why that feeling might have come up or like arose, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think those, those are effective. Uh, questions in general. Asking questions is a very good way to better understand how someone else is feeling, right? Yeah. Instead of judging, instead of um, weighing in with your opinion, get the information from them. And the more that you can get them to talk about the way you're, they're feeling, the more you can understand um, and empathize with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great way for how to practice that skill having these deep conversations, these meaningful conversations about feelings, about what people are going through, about what you might be feeling and not putting any judgment on it. Mm-hmm. So people who have empathy are are really not judgmental. They're really you know holding that back and they're not trying to put their opinions in there. They're not trying to tell them, "Well, you should have" done this, right, give them advice or anything like that. So they're just there to listen really attentively and to understand them.
1: Yeah, understand is the word for me that I think is critical. With Empathy is all about understanding. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not about disproving or proving or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, so let's go to the second one. The second one is human connection. All right. So the human connection, you can think of it as being able to have a conversation with someone, having, you know, that connection to them, building that bond or rapport with them, right? And so how do you get this skill? Well, you get it by having social interaction. And and don't be fooled by human connection as being only in person because human connection can happen over the internet, right? When you're having a Zoom call or a phone call or an email exchange, but it's really about focusing on the person and treating them like a human.
1: Yeah. You know, a human connection is tightly integrated with empathy as well, right? Um, yeah. And you don't it doesn't also, it doesn't have to be interaction that generates this sense of human connection. Sometimes I'll read like a blog or a book mm-hmm. um, and I'll feel um, a connection with the author, right? Because they're describing something uh, in a way that I really relate to, that, yeah. that I, feel, I feel their anger or their, their um, enthusiasm, whatever they're expressing, I feel it too. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I think another way to sort of get uh, that, at that human connection is to uh, bring up things that are relatable. Make sure that what you're saying, other people can relate to it as well. Because when people can relate to what you're saying, there is that sense of connection, that shared-minded uh, sort of perspective.
0: Right, absolutely. So that's a good way to practice it, right? Coming up with things that are re- relevant to them and to their life and sort of unpacking meaning. So, you know, another way to practice this is to really pay attention to the nonverbal cues. Like, for example, if you ask somebody how they're feeling and, you know, they're like slunched o- like slumped over and hunched over and kind of like, oh, great, I'm great how are you? Right? Kind of like, oh. (laughs) Um, It's not very convincing that they're great. So reading that and instead of saying, oh, really? Because you don't look that great. Like, tell me why. Right? That's a very obvious no-no. Nobody feeling that way wants to be asked, why don't you feel well? Tell me. There are other ways to do that. Right? And just picking up on that nonverbal cue of what they're doing. And um, you know, helping support them or showing the empathy, right? Really reading their facial expressions and the tonality and the nonverbal expressions.
1: Yeah, I think another one is storytelling, right? Using stories, anecdotes, examples helping people uh, see through narrative Mm, um, can be a very good way to generate this sense of connection with each other. Because if you can tell a story that sounds similar to someone else's experience, they'll immediately feel a connection to what it is that you're saying.
0: Yeah, and so people who have really uh, elevated human connection um, capacities are people who are able to engage with people Uh, regardless of how well they know them by drawing on, you know, the nonverbal cues, reading the room, and also using stories and figuring out what will resonate with them Mm. given, you know, what they know about them in that short while or over a course, you know, the course of a lifetime. All right. The next one we have is active listening. So this one's really important as well. And listening is something that we need if we want to be a good communicator, Yeah. right? So how do we get this skill? Well, by listening <laughs> attentively to someone and not thinking about what you're gonna have for dinner, or what your workout's gonna to be tomorrow, or something else, right, really listening to what they're saying and how they're saying it.
1: Yeah, and for me, active listening has a lot to do with being present, right? wanting to be in that situation, yes. choosing to be in that situation mm-hmm. so that you're you're focused on what's going on there. Like you said, you're not thinking about the future or the past. You're thinking about that very moment where you are. And by putting yourself in that moment uh, and and really committing to the moment, you're also committing to the person you're engaging with. Uh, and that, that can be a very good way to establish that.
0: Definitely. So practice it that way. And then people who have... Active listening skills are going to be very attentive. They're going to be observant. They're going to not talk about themselves that much. They're going to really focus, like laser focus on the person. Um, Some of the most like genuine active listeners I know never talk about themselves and doesn't even, like, it's not even an afterthought. They're always asking about you and how you're doing and what problem solving they can help you with and they're they're in that kind of mode. And I think there's a balance, right? You want to have that be something where you're both talking and listening, but active listening is definitely an important one. Yep. All right, let's go to the next one, which is nonverbal communication. So in communication, 55% of what we understand from communication or from an exchange is based on nonverbal communication.
1: Which is crazy (laughs) if you think about it. We think of communication as all about what we're saying, but there's so much more about uh, communication, right? It's not just what we say, it's how we do it. and, And what are we doing while we say it?
0: Yeah. So how do you get this skill of nonverbal communication? Well, you start becoming aware of your gestures. You start becoming aware of your facial expressions. For example, if you're someone who has an expressive face but you don't know when you make certain expressions on your face, then you might want to like record yourself. Just put a camera somewhere, even when you're just having a conversation and put the camera on you and see what kind of facial expressions you're making.
1: Yeah, I was going to say filming yourself is one of the best ways to to sort of get, get a picture of this because you can't see yourself. I mean, I can sort of see my hands while I'm talking, but you can't really see yourself until you film yourself. And by doing that, you get a much better um, understanding of what your body does while you talk.
0: Yeah. And so when you're practicing this, you can definitely film yourself. We highly encourage you to do that. And the other thing is look at what are some prevalent uh, nonverbal gestures in the culture and in the country in which you are speaking, right? So for English, the English context, what are some American gestures that... Americans like to use, like we have a thumbs up, for example, a high five, right? And trying to incorporate that in your communication and practicing these gestures because, you know, once you familiarize yourself with them, you want to use them, Yep. right? And so lastly on this one, how do people act when they have good nonverbal communication? Well, they're in charge of their gestures and they'll match the gesture to the appropriate words, right? So they're not going to say high five if somebody feels really sad and down, right? They're going to say high five for an awesome thing that happened, right? Wow, way to go.
1: Yeah.
0: High five, Greg. Yeah. All right. And the last one, flexibility and adaptability. All right. That's pretty big because they are so opposite to what robots and AI can do, right? AI, a robot, just think of it that way, is programmed to do something, right? We put in the program and that's what they're going to do. Whereas a human, as a human, we need flexibility and adaptability. We need to be able to really understand what's going on and have a bigger picture sense of it, regardless of a program.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think for this, um, what's very effective is putting yourself into situations that you know you're going to be uncomfortable with. Right, things that are going to be challenging for you, that are going to force you to adapt. Right, to to get used to a new, unfamiliar situation. So by choosing situations and putting yourself in those situations, um, you can start to develop the ability to adapt. Um, And there's, you know, that's that's really what adapting is all about. Mm -hmm. It's it's learning to cope with a new and unfamiliar set of circumstances.
0: Right, so that's an excellent way to practice. Put yourself into the unknown, into the unfamiliar, get out of that comfort zone, and you'll see your ability of being more flexible and adaptable start to increase. So the people who have this skill tend to be really good at problem solving and critical thinking. And they're able to you know, come up with a creative solution that is something that really helps, you know, helps as many people in this situation as possible. It doesn't just benefit them. It benefits a a, a whole group of people. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully that provides some more information on these five skills and how you can practice them, how you can get them, and what people who have these skills – how they act.
1: Yeah, it's, these These are very powerful. They're, they're actually very much in demand from a recruiting perspective if you're looking for a job. Yeah, it's true. Um, they're also the hardest skills to develop. So by, um, you know, being aware of them and starting to uh, think about them deliberately as you go about interacting with people uh, and using some of the techniques we discussed here, uh, that'll go a very long way toward making yourself a better candidate uh, for jobs and also just for having richer, more fulfilling interactions with people.
0: That's right. So try them out, test out these different strategies, and start paying attention to different people who possess these skills already, and try to learn from them as well. So we hope you enjoyed this video. Give it a like, a share, and subscribe to this channel, and make sure that those notifications are turned on with the notification bell. All right. So we'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.